This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. Ultimately, what we care about the most right now is making something that people love. So when we, we got so excited when we started seeing people post their plungers on social media, you know, just people who decided to do that or people waking up Christmas morning and saying, I got what I wanted, I got the plunger. And that kind of stuff is, is what gets me the most excited and makes me feel like, okay, we're onto something. So it might not be, and that's my measure of, of kind of branding, I would say. And that's, that's what I focus on most right now is just making sure where people are loving what we're doing. This was Charlie Weisman, who created a company that started by selling plungers, yes, the toilet ones, that are actually desirable. The brand is called Staff, and it is quickly growing into a beloved suite of household essentials with bold colors, unique materials, and characters that are eager to help. At Hitting the Mark, I pride myself on bringing you as much the well-known as the unusual upcoming brands that find a way to make their brand stand out and the founders, not marketers, who have these stories to tell. Staff nicely personifies the latter. Charlie and I talk about the 99% perfect brand name, how brand thinking is at the core of his company, and how he was able to capture the imagination of his audience and that of Drew Barrymore, <laughs> all in an organic manner, and why brand storytelling will be even more important in the future of his young company. Before we dive in, a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the show and want to keep it ad-free, Chip in five bucks a month or grab one of the nine remaining spots in the Hitting the Mark circle, where we meet monthly to talk brand strategy and give creative business and entrepreneurship advice. Head on over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark to do so. And now without further ado, over to my fun conversation with Charlie of Staff. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Oh, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's it, oh, it's so good to have you. Um, I mean, look, the, the the puns I could be making for this episode are pretty endless. Uh, fr from this show is going to shits to your toilet plunger now being available in the big brown bag in Bloomingdale's. But but hey, no need to go off rail when we haven't even really started yet. What a what a crazy journey you've been on since the beginning of staff. I mean, if if I get it right, and you're gonna tell me if it is or isn't. Um, it must probably started one day during the pandemic when you stared at your toilet plunger <laughs> and you felt that it was very exposed yet really sad looking part of uh, of, of your home decor. Is that somewhat correct or is, is that how it went down? Yeah, you're, you're right on. So basically, I think it was month five of lockdown and I'm sitting in my tiny New York apartment and I'm just thinking of ways of how can we live in this space? And I just kind of had that mindset of, of just being bored with an overactive imagination in the apartment and looking around. And it, I, I had it like within the same hour, I kind of had two moments. And the first one was just recognizing the plunger, exactly like you said. <laughs> and I thought, you know, hopefully everybody has one of these or everybody should have one of them, especially in New York. There's just not enough storage space. So most people have them sitting right next to their toilet. Yep. And everything that exists is designed to kind of blend into the background. And of course, there's a market for that. But I thought, 
you know, wouldn't it be fun and, and wouldn't it be cool to just go the complete opposite direction and make something that um, is present and adds to that space? And if you do have to use a plunger, you know, it's probably not the best part of your day. So if we can bring, <laughs> yeah, so if we can bring a little bit of levity to that moment, um, that is exactly what we are all about at staff. So part of it was just recognizing that. And, and also it was wide open space. I've never seen anybody do anything with the plunger before. So yep. I kind of thought this will be fun. And that was part of that. And the other part is my grandfather um, was actually a career plumber. So I thought this would be, <laughs> yes, I thought what a cool way to kind of honor his legacy. Yeah. It's, it's uh, in my DNA and this will be fun. But immediate, you know, that was the first thought. And then about eight minutes later, I thought, okay, that's maybe we're onto something, but I'm not really trying to start a plunger company. That's right. pretty narrow. So it instantly just, once I had that lens of there's these items that we all have in our house that are functional tools and they have to serve a purpose, but why can't they also be fun and bring joy? So everything at staff has, does three things, all of our products. They, uh, one, have to serve a, a purpose for what they do. So a plunger has to plunge. That's the first priority for everything we do. It has to do its job at the highest level. The second thing we, the products have to do is they have to um, look good. So they have to be display worthy. And then also the third thing is when you do use them, they have to kind of elevate that experience and bring a little bit of joy. So that's kind of the mindset as we think about, you know, beyond the, the plunger and what the world of staff is and having all these, these helpers. So these are your staff. <laughs> which, which, which I love. And we're going to, we got to go into that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. But you come, you come from the brand strategy and ad agency world, like most probably 80% of my listeners. Um, it's, it's quite a plan. Well, here we go again. Okay. But, yeah, but yeah. it is, it is a plunge, you know, from, from there into the product space. How did you go about, about sourcing and, 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 and did you launch completely bootstrapped? Did you just use your money and say like, let's try this? Yes, it completely bootstrapped. And it really started as just this, you know, side project, kind of a learning experience. I, I had a whole vision for what this could be. And I knew kind of, you know, I had a whole plan, but really it was just at the end of the day, worst case scenario, I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to learn about manufacturing. I'm going to learn about e-com, um, all these things that I had no idea about. I'm going to learn about, a, you know, a company, uh, accounting and all these things that, you know, I'm capable of, but we're not, you know, my previous career. And yeah. that was a big reason for wanting to do this. Um, and so it was, it has kind of just been one step in front of the next, especially for those areas where I, I don't know. So it's okay. Well, what do we have to do? I have this, I, I want to make a fun plunger. Well, what does that mean? What is a fun, fun plunger? How can we, what is that design? And that's just a lot of napkin sketching and things like yeah. that. that. That's and kind of the easy part for people like you and I, right? Like that's the fun, easy. Yeah, part. Ex exactly. And then it's okay. Well, I have this thing. How do I get it out of my head and into the real world? And I, that's when I needed to, to call on experts. So I, I found uh, somebody in Brooklyn. I'm in, you know, a, a neighbor and luckily part of, you know, being coming from that creative world is just having a, a good network. So I called upon the network, was able to find somebody who is an industrial designer. And I said, what does it take to kind of bring this to life? And they said, all right, well, here's the, the specs that we would have to build out. And here's how we can improve this thing. And then I said, all right, well, let's make it. And they said, well, we, we don't actually make it. You need a manufacturer. Said, okay. <laughs> so uh, then that was like the next step. We got to find a manufacturer. And then they said, this design's great, but we need to tweak it to fit, you know, our capabilities and such. Yeah. So it's just kind of been this one foot in front of the next. And honestly, having the constraints and the journey has ultimately 
built a, a better kind of product and than the original vision. So it's been fun watching it all come to life um, throughout every step of the way. By the constraint, you also mean the financial constraint, right? Oh yeah, we have to, you know, yeah. definitely had to get crafty and you know finding manufacturers who could do a smaller MOQ and or minimum order quantity because um, we're not ready to, at the time to make those those giant purchases. So there was still an investment, and we're making you know a significant amount of these things, but just having to find all the right pieces to put to put together. Uh, I hear this. I hear this over and over, and I experience it myself. Um, the, I'm 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 working on a product startup myself right now, and that idea of being restricted uh, fi financially, you think first that it's going to hurt you and it's going to be really hard and an obstacle. But in the end, like you said, it actually en en enables you to to think harder and to 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 actually get the right partners from the get go. And it's it, that that restriction, mm -hmm. just like in the creative world, right? Having a creative yes. brief without a creative brief. You're lost. You're like, now yeah. what? But with a creative brief, you're like, thank you. I know my guardrails. I can play within them and try to extend them as much as I can, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's very much like that. Um, how does... Well, let's let's first talk about e-com and, and, and D2C because you mentioned it, right? Um, yeah. I assume you started online only um, and then slowly started bringing retailers on board. Did you, not having done this ever before, did you have that pricing strategy worked out from day one about like, oh, and then the retailers need to get their percentage and then this? Did, did you work that out from the get-go or kind of learn as you go? So I think we, we came about at an interesting time. It was right as inflation is taking off and everybody is having to adjust prices. And we were able to kind of um, work within, you know, build around that. And we knew early on that we didn't necessarily, it was, it was more of, we're not going to know where the traction is going to come from. So we need to be prepared for everything. And we have built our margins around working with retail as well as DTC. Um, so that's, we were kind of prepared from the, and we, we did launch first um, on our own, on our own website, but within, I think maybe three weeks, we had our, we were in, you know, in our first store. So awesome. it all happened very quickly. Yeah. Because you also had product, right? I mean, you you actually yeah. had had product developed, waiting, and you're like, well, let's get it, let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta move. Um, how does the word spread? Uh, I mean, I mean, staff is 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 doing well on social, but it's not like exploding how I thought a, a hot new D 2 C brand would be going crazy on social. Um, especially since Gen Z and millennials seem to love your brand. How do you create? How do you create brand buzz so far? So you know. Luckily, the buzz has just come from it's everything has been organic. Everything is coming from, I think, both press and individuals saying, "Hey, this is something different," and being excited about that. So, one thing that surprised me is even before we launched, I don't know how press started reporting. I, you know, I think maybe just some of the partners we were working with to build things had kind of shared some stuff, but we were getting written about before we even launched. Um, which was kind of scary and exciting. And I said, all right, well, people, are, there's, there's eyes on this and people, it's at least worth a dialogue. Um, and then right when we launched, it was, again, people were very um, interested, just, hey, somebody made a, a good looking plunger, something that's never been done before. So just having that, you know, that first splash of the plunger was great, pun intended. Um, and then the other thing is, I think the, just the audience, people were excited about this. So once they kind of learned about it, I think there's either, either you're the type of person to say, "Oh, that's so me." I would have, I would love to have a colorful, you know, acrylic plunger, 
or you know somebody exactly who it's yeah. for. So it's also something that's very giftable. It triggers um, in a way, right? It, it immediately yeah. triggers of like, oh my God, so-and-so would love that. Um, and our our products are, you know, just based on how we've came about them, they are designed to be uh, visual. So the, our product photography is something we put a lot of effort into, into um, you know, portraying that. And that, in a way, you've probably normally seen a plunger or other household items. So by treating it a little differently and then you know, putting it on Instagram, it is kind of a, you do take that double take and say, well, what is this? This looks nice um, by having that uh, you know, high-end photography for products that you've never seen in this way before. When people started noticing you pre-launch, right, um, and, and, and they started writing about, hey, there's something happening there, how did you treat your, your brand pre-launch? Like, what was on the website? Like, how much did you give away before you actually did the real launch? So from the beginning, I knew we didn't want to be a um, plunger company, even though we only really launched the plunger. But I had a lot of um, kind of one-off products made so we could photograph them and tell this bigger story of filling your house full of staff and these helpers. I um, mean, we also did launch with a small run of hangers as well, just to say, hey, it's not just a one product thing and to, to paint that bigger picture. Smart. So we were really intentional about that. Um, but really, we were... It was the kind of thing is that I didn't want to, I know this brand had to be a show, not a tell. So I didn't want to show anybody about what we were doing until it was kind of packaged. Because if yeah. I had told people, oh, we're going to make a cool plunger, it just doesn't land as once you could say, look at this thing. Um, exactly. So like, for instance, I didn't even tell like my parents what I was working on <laughs> until it was all completely done. So I could say, this is what I made. Or my grandfather, the, the plumber. Oh, that's awesome! So your yeah. grandfather is 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 alive and and kicking, and he he's part of this, and he saw it, and oh yeah, he, he can yep. appreciate it. Yeah, he was like, because he he was his whole thing was you know he's like okay, but does it work? That was his first question. He's like, I, yeah, I figured that yeah. would be it. That's hilarious. He's like, yeah, that's nice. It's blue. Okay, but does it <laughs> does it work? So I had to make sure that was always in the back of my head. Of like make sure this works well enough for you, uh, Papa's standards. Exactly, you've got you've got expert yeah. testers that you hire. Yes, um, can't get better than that. Um, yeah. So Drew Barrymore is obsessed with your product. I mean, it was featured on her show. That must have been a big breakthrough. Did did that come through through a PR agency or or how did yeah. how did you land that? that? Was, that was organic. So everything has wow. been organic, which is nice. So I, we've made a lot of. Um, gift guides and we were included in um, Drew's kind of Drew's favorite things it's called and then which was exciting and we were honored to have that um, you know kind of accolade and then from there she had selected I think three brands to feature on the show um, outside of the, the magazine which is where the other Drew's favorite things lived so she brought three onto the show to just kind of share what is Drew's favorite things and you know just say what these are things she's liking right now so she she chose staff as one of those specifically our um, the toilet the uh, toilet brush and so with, with something as awesome as that because for 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 a product brand that just launched <laughs> Bootstrap that is a massive moment right moments like this I'm always surprised they can go either way either it literally was the biggest thing ever and you sold out the next day and the word spread like crazy and you didn't even know what to do and there was an avalanche of orders coming in or it was fun and it was cool and it got visibility but it's not like you immediately felt it how, how was it for you how was it for me so the other part of this is that she films in New York so I got to go to the uh, oh, taping and I got to meet Drew and I got oh to God, see her awesome. talk about it on air, and we also gifted it 
to the entire studio audience. So seeing all those reactions um, and people excited about the uh, the toilet brush was that was one of the coolest days ever in terms <laughs> of you know sales. Did it move the needle? Did it change the trajectory of the company? No. Um, it would, but it certainly was an exciting thing. Honored to be on there. Hope to do more stuff with um, the Drew Barrymore Show and, and beyond. So they're they're fantastic. And and you know, with 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 brands, as you very well know, it's all about it's all about trust, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, can I trust that brand? And how do you gain trust with a product like yours, which is really you know about it's about other people saying this is cool, <laughs> right? And so if I see if I see Drew Barrymore actually showcasing your plunger i'm like i gotta have that guy on the show <laughs> you know it's like it creates this kind of avalanche effect where you feel like oh you know like there is actually something there um so i'm sure it has it it, it had a lot of um a, a lot of effect uh just just maybe not immediately on sale Certainly. but long term and, and one thing that was exciting and you know we definitely launched with the plunger and that was our first you know kind of press wave but we have five products now, a lot more in the works. We can kind of get into that. But every one of these products has had their moment in the sun. So, you know, Drew Barrymore was talking about the toilet brush, but we also have, you know, the turkey baster. And that was featured in, you know, the strategist and getting other press. Hmm. So, and the hangers were written about in that same week. So just seeing that all these products were kind of um, doing what they needed to do for the brand and really painting that bigger picture. So that was exciting, too. Let's talk. Let's talk about the name staff. You you brought it up yeah. already in different ways. Um, so you already you already um, uh, kind of personified it. <laughs> so we have a pretty good idea of how it was derived as being like you know the helpers. Um, why did you end up picking it? Because I'm sure coming from the agency background, the naming part on the one hand must have been the, you know super fun, but also super difficult because you must have been very self critical of like, is this the name? Like, does that have legs? Can I can I play with it? Um, how? Why did you end up picking it? And are you excited about it? Are you like ma making it come to life every day? I. 99% of me loves it. I think it's perfect for the brand. Um, you know, it speaks to what we're all about, and that's the service quality. These are the people who are here to help you. Um, they are going to do their job, and hopefully they're going to be serviced with a smile and kind of bring you that joy. So we're all, what we're all about is making your life easier. You know, our, our mission is just to make each day brighter. Yeah. And the way we do that is with this crew full of staff to kind of, you know, patiently wait to serve you uh, when when their you know duty arises. I will say the issue with the name that I did not foresee, I knew it would have challenges. I know SEO is going to be tough with a name like staff. Sure. Uh, yeah. Things like that. But the I, I really felt the effects when I went to my first trade show and we had a booth set up and we had a big plate that said staff and people kept coming up to us that said, hey, what time, you know, where's the bathroom? When, where's like lunch around here? <laughs> that and I is could, so oh, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not this, you know, event staff. We are the brand. And then it happened to get, eventually I had to take the sign down because it was causing more distraction uh, than, than good. But I would have overall, never thought about yeah, that. Never. Yeah, I didn't think about that one either. But overall, I think it's a good wrapper um, and it has legs for where, wherever we continue to grow with new products um, and these new staff. So I think it's, well, you're, yeah. I mean, you're taking it all the way. Um, there, there's, there's a section in your website uh, on your website called Stockists, uh, and you see mm -hmm. staff now available for hire at these delightful stores. Um, yes. You know, and, and then in the FAQ section, um, you have the question, do I have to feed the staff? And the answer is, 
legally, no. You certainly can, oh. but they are inanimate objects. So you have to do the biting, chewing, swallowing, digesting, and enjoying for them. So, I mean, you're definitely having fun with it. And you, 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 you kind of, for the ones who didn't give it much thought or they just kind of like took the name and then you, you definitely, um, well, using the word, you, you animate it, right? You, you, you make it come to life and people start understanding the idea of, oh, that's my, that's my home staff. So it's very cool. It's been fun. And I think part of what we I'm happy to see is that people, we never speak on behalf of the staff. So everybody gets to kind of project who they want that to be. So I've heard some people, you know, refer to it as um, he, he, you know, my, my plunger, he does this or she does this. And so just everybody kind of has their own vision of who the staff is to them. And that's exactly the way we like it. Personified. Yeah. 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 Did you um did you write all the copy and what was that a part of your agency background and your agency life as well? Um not so yes, I wrote it all, not really a part of I certainly would kind of dip in every now and then and something I like to exercise, um, but that was not my role was a, a, a copywriter or even a creative. Well, now it's one of your fifty five thousand seven hundred and ninety-six roles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I exactly. guess that's the startup world. Yeah. <laughs> um the, the 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 bow tie wearing smiley face, uh, which is super simple, right? It it it's 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 a bit like your trademark icon. It it reminds me a little bit of the Comme de Gasson heart. Um, will you? And this might be a strange question, but it's it, people who think brand, you know, like we're obsessed with these weird things. Will will you ever lose it, or will it just become part of a certain classic series eventually? Any any thoughts? on the future and legacy of that of, of, of that, that, that face as you plan for world domination? You know, I, I know to never set any hard lines, you know, for about what will eventually be, but I really think that's so core to what makes staff staff, at least for now, um, you know, using these colors, these unique materials, and that smile, that face to personify these products. That is kind it's of- It's a trademark. It's That's your thing. It is, yeah. it is. It is. Le it is legally trademarked as as staff. So. Oh, awesome! Yes. Oh, you actually yeah. went that far. That's. Yes. Yeah. You know that is actually fascinating because it is so simple, right? I mean, it's it's like it's like so, and and obviously that means it's it it's it, to a certain extent we always say that in 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 trademarks and logos that you know like a five year old should be able to to draw it like a Nike swoosh right it's genius because it's so simple right but and with you I mean that's exactly it it's so simple you can just like quickly on a napkin sketch but that to me would also make it really hard to trademark but but you did it and it wasn't a problem. Yeah, I mean, who knows how much variance somebody could add to it before it becomes not the trademark, but at least that version <laughs> yeah, is yeah, trademark. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you know, they say that um, you know, once they start copying you, you know that you're a success. So <laughs> it's like let's let's see. I I don't wish it on anyone, but it, it's kind I, I of would measure, I'd rather I'd rather prefer to measure success <laughs> in other metrics. I know exactly, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's kind of how life works. So your your design language is. It, it's kind of like late 80s neon, early 90s glam. There's a dash of good kitchen it. And you talked a little bit about like the photography direction and all of that. Um, in, in a way, when, when, when I look through your Instagram and, and, and I look through your, your product, it's a little bit like, like 
Swatch and, and, and Alessi back in the day. It's a little bit of that revival. Not that any of this means anything to you, likely, since you, this was way before your time. <laughs> you, I'm, a, I'm a student of, of advertising and marketing, so I know what you're talking about. Oh, good, about. good, yeah. good, good. You had yeah. to look way back, but you, yeah, okay. Um, but do you feel the world of household items is just as ready to kind of like step back into that era as is currently music and fashion? And, 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 and do you, how do you ensure that the brand stays relevant when we move into the next revival, which will be the early 2000s, I'm, I, I assume? So simply put, by having a very specific look where you're going for neon and that fun and it's got like this certain vibe, you absolutely stand out. But there's always that little risk that that you might be stamped as a trend. And, and as we know, right, trends fade. Um, any thoughts of like, how you keep how you keep it visually relevant or how you keep moving into that next uh, era or will it always be like that i think col color will always be core to staff that's just a, such a way to connect and evoke emotion um and again it's everything else in the space is you know designed to blend in the background you've got either you know whites or metals or wood and that's kind of it you're not seeing that bright acrylic at least for these functional tools yeah so that is core to what makes staff staff is having those those colors, those materials, and the face. Um, so none of those things are really going to change. However, we're always going to be evolving. We're always going to, you know, make sure that the brand. The other part of core of staff is how can we how can we make how can we do it different? So whatever we have to do. So that same trade show where we said, okay, we're doing a trade show and we're looking around and we've got these booths and they have you know different logos or colors or whatever. We said, how can we make it more fun? Well, we brought a harpist to come play. And they and they not only did they play, but for a, a portion of it, they played with our oven mitts on their hands. So we're always going to be having more fun and doing things our own way. And you know, thinking about that that that, that that's fun. But 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 thinking about this a little bit further with the Alessi reference, right? Because there mm -hmm. is a clear reference with that. Um he remained, you know, he he turned from 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 innovative to trendy to timeless, right? And you can totally do that. And mm -hmm. so I think that that's where you're heading with that idea that you have something really good going on. You're gonna double down on it, and it's gonna become your trademark, and it's gonna become the thing you do. I mean, there's there's one big difference though, and and I would be I would be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Back in the '80s, plastic was cool, acrylic, right? It became the norm. Today's consumers with you know with sustainability on their minds, um, what is your what is your stance or what is staff's stance? So maybe I should maybe I should yeah, actually no. ask staff the actual the actual staff that you have uh, instead of you. <laughs> they, yeah, what, they, what is the stance on plastics versus the environment? How do you navigate that? You know, so these items that we're using currently are things that you buy and they're quality and you have them for a long time. So you buy, you're not buying a plunger, you know, every couple of months. You're not buying hangers every couple of months. These are things that you have and you cherish them for, for pretty much forever. And because they're high quality, they're, they're going to last. Yeah. We are looking into other types of products that are not meant to be at, you know, 10-year purchase. And that is something we certainly think about is, How can we be responsible in the materials that we use and still keep it staffed? So we've had things in our pipeline that we explored. Oh, wouldn't it be fun to do this? And then we thought, well, there's just no real way to do this the right way. And we decided to kind of table it till indefinitely. So it's something that's very top of mind. Um, and we do what we can with what we have now. But it's, it's as we continue to grow, 
you know, we have five products now and we have many more in the works. So it's something that we are thinking about with that growth ahead. Cool. I, I had a feeling you would. Um, what is what is one word that can describe your brand? I mean, when you think about liquid death, for instance, is it, it's mischief. Um, what is what what is the one word that that as an umbrella can describe staff? There's yeah, there's so many. It's tough because there's <laughs> there's so many ways. But I think if I could if I could pick one word that it had to all ladder up to, it would be service. It's that these are your staff. They're here to serve you, and part of good service is you know bringing that that personality and the joy that they do bring so there's a whole element of, of joy but i think you need to ladder up to that service above everything um because that's what they're here for which goes back to your to your intro where you talked about here are the three the three things that everyone of our staff needs to needs to fulfill and the first one is it's got to function really well. And yeah. so it makes sense that I would have, obviously most of my listeners uh, would have assumed, including myself, that it would be Choi, right? Uh, but but that is secondary, that it, it's, it's got to be service first. I, I really like that. Mm -hmm. um, coming from, coming from your, your, your background um, and now having actually started a company uh, in the product space, going D2C, learning about all of these things that before were so easy to do on a budget where you were just kind of like having fun with brands. Um, what what does branding mean to you? It's, it's a misunderstood word. Um, what does it mean to you? So that's a, it's a great question. And branding, the way I feel think of branding is branding is how consumers feel about your company. I think that's to me what branding means. And our entire objective right now is to make a company that's, you know, uh, make a company that people love. So it is our entire thing is focused around branding of how do we connect this product uh, to the consumer. And that's and that and that's uh, that's what it will be forever. The idea of branding is 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 that connection between you and the consumer, and how can you make sure that they have that positive. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But just making sure because our objective right now is not, you know, it's all top of mind, all the business, all the, th you know, the distribution growth. But ultimately, what we care about the most right now is making something that people love. So when we, we got so excited when we started seeing people post their plungers on social media, <laughs> you know, it's just people who decided to do that or people waking up Christmas morning and saying, I got what I wanted. I got the plunger. And that kind <laughs> of so stuff. Cool. <laughs> is is what gets me the most excited and makes me feel like okay we're on to something so it might not be and that's my measure of of kind of branding i would say and that's that's what i focus on most right now is just making sure where people are loving what we're doing i love that it's it's really at the heart of everything right i mean that that's that, that that's at the heart of brand um you alluded to it more than once and i'm so excited to hear what is next for the staff brand? What are, what are the, the products that you've got lined up that you can potentially already reveal? What are you excited about? So, so excited about, we've got lots of things going on. So of course, you know, the business health, where we have increased distribution coming and growing our existing partnerships with both the boutiques, our national retailers, um, and turning on some more things in the DTC space. But really the, like, the fun stuff and I'm, the, the things that I'm really excited about are the new products that we have coming out. Um, part because they're just gonna they're gonna bring in I think new audiences into the staff world. So we've been really intentional about how we 
have shared their products. So the, the plunger was a great start. It said, hey, we're, we're something different, and we're something new, and here's the way we think. But then we did the oven mitts to kind of connect with that um, you know, foodie crowd and bring them into the staff fold. And the hangers were designed to connect with that fashion crowd and bring mm -hmm. them into the staff fold. So we have lots of new products that are connect, hopefully connect with different kind of uh, subcultures and different interests and bring them into the staff world. So I'm excited to just kind of continue that, that um, growing of fan bases for the brand. Um, one of the ways we're doing that is with some brand collabs, both big and small, and those are coming out real soon. And I, I wish I could share more on those, or, <laughs> um, but I'm, that's, I'm very excited to see, to share, finally share those with the world. And then the other part is just the brand storytelling. So right now, early days, it really has, there has been a lot of focus around the products themselves. And I think it's a great story to tell, um, but I'm looking forward to sharing a bigger brand story of what does it really mean to have a house full of staff and all these unexpected moments of joy throughout your day. Awesome. That sounds that sounds like an exciting an exciting six months coming up. And then at some point, I'm sure we're going to see pop up shops, right? I mean, come on, if you've got five six products, it's you're, you're ready for that. Is that something that's in the future? It's definitely something I have a lot of thought into there are no firm plans yet um, but it's it is top of mind and we've done some sort of joint pop-ups or there have been some other kind of group things that we've participated in and it's been fun and successful so it's definitely an area we'll, we'll continue to explore um one piece uh, as we slowly come to an end here one one piece of of brand advice um something that 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 maybe you learned out of a ginormous fail over the last couple of years where you just like plunged into it or 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 something that um you know you 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 feel like was really tremendously important to to building your own brand that you might want to share with founders that uh, we we might not have talked about yet sure let's see so there's definitely a learning curve for a lot of the new areas and even the ones that are familiar. It's just a whole different beast. So every day almost feels like one step backwards, but luckily three steps forwards. <laughs> so I think just getting used to that um, and trusting your instincts has been the, the biggest thing. Is uh, If you are deciding to, to start your own company, that's because you have a vision and there's something you believe in. And I think it's important that you you know, follow through with what you believe it is. Only, not only because I think that's what's best for the company, but for yourself and the way you sleep at night, um, just making sure that you're proud of those decisions um, that you're making. And then on the same note though, while it is trust your instincts, don't be afraid to ask for help. I've seen such a nice, um, there's such a nice community. People are really willing um, to help other people along their journey. So just being smart with when it is time to ask those questions and ask for help. Um, but it's something that I've been so uh, happy and, and to feel kind of welcomed with all the any time I've needed to raise my hand. The entrepreneurial community um, globally, um, I think everyone who is once a startup entrepreneur knows the the angst and the suffering and <laughs> like what actually yeah. goes goes on behind the scenes. That they are a special bunch, uh, and they really are more than happy to jump in and help and 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 I've experienced it myself and it has been extremely moving to be honest to actually suddenly talk to people that you really look up to right and you use the products day mm -hmm. to day and and they have 20 minutes to just talk to you and give you advice and like you know and, and so I I totally I totally agree with that it's a it's pretty wonderful um 
how can people follow you either personally or or get to know get to know your staff? Yes, so uh, you can go to www.meetyourstaff.co. That's C-O, uh, and that's where you can get your own staff for your own home, and you can follow along um, our different socials and the handles at Meet Your Staff. Charlie, this was so much, so much fun. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on, um, talking us through your through your journey. And uh, boy, I, I can't I can't wait to 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 see where you're going to be in a year or two. Um, this is going to be super exciting to watch. Right, Fabian, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your time and and hanging out. Disrupt by creating joy in a place where there usually is none. That's what my case study Poppin did in my book, Bigger Than This. And that is exactly what staff is doing. A great formula for brand success. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have the conversation. And if so, please subscribe, rate, and do share the show. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited, as usual, by Everett Barton, and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by the one and only Happiness One. I will see you next time, when we once again will be hitting the mark.